This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? You're listening to Slash Radio. My name is Bones. I'm joined, as always, by my fellow host, Cat Valor and Rob Humphrey. What's going on, guys? Hello. Namaste. What is with the namaste? This is twice now you've done it. <laughs> I don't know. You did it on the Patreon show, and you do it again now. I know. Why? I don't know. I just thought it would be, like, you know, peaceful or something. Instead, it seems to have made you more aggressive. It irritated you enough on the Patreon that he had to do it again. Yeah, what the? All right, you know what? Fine. Oi! No, that's not yeah. cool. That's not. We don't do that on the main show. Yeah, that's that's what not you get. peaceful. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm trying to be peaceful and you're being aggressive. That's not cool, Mikey. Uh, yeah. Don't choose violence. Um. All right. Problem. Hmm. You need to figure out, oh, boy, how to oh, let no. people share their screen. No, I got, I got to figure something out. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a voicemail. All right. Well. Yeah, you might want to settle in. It's gonna be a long <laughs> night. <laughs> no, if you move the way, there should be something like uh what does it say next to participants? Where's where's partic- participants? Okay. You see it? No, it just says invite and copy invite link. What about next to that? What's it say around it? There's a thing that says share screen, and I clicked on multiple participants can share simultaneously. Okay, let me see. Ah, okay, cool. You fixed it. Good job, bro. Look at that. I know, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm basically a hacker. <laughs> um, what do you mean, um, cat? I just hacked Zoom and made it do something. I think that's just how Zoom functions. I think no, that's no, just no, no, no. That's not built-in functionality. I did that. Oh, all right. Can you fix Twitter? Nobody can fix Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, all right. <laughs> I want to say hardcore so bad, but Spotify. Kind of put a pause on hardcore. We can still call it horrorcore. We just can't play the thing. Yeah, but what fun is that? The thing was know. half the fun. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying we can still call it that. All right. You know what? How about this? In the meantime, in between horrorcore, let new segment. We got to talk about this shit. All right. All right. <laughs> All new right. segment. Uh, we we for the first time in a long time. This might be the most we've we've ever had mapped out. Like we have a schedule for yeah. like the next two months. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. no, I have a feeling this horror, this not horror court, might be about me. This we got to talk about this shit. It does have to do with you, Miss Valor, uh, <laughs> but it's more of a group discussion here. So, like I said, we have the next few months mapped out, which is wild. Um, we can go through that at the end of the show, maybe. But in the middle of that. Cat <laughs> went and got an interview with Brian G. Berry, who we're going to be talking to later next month. Well, does this come out? 
yeah, that we're going to be talking to later next month. <laughs> he wrote the novelization for <laughs> Shark House. Yes. House Shark. Let's House not make Sh- this silly. Yeah, I, I mean, apologize. Not Shark House. That'd be stupid. <laughs> mm, I have a feeling there's not much difference. But anyway, so we, we are looking forward to talking to Brian. That is going to be fun. But I would like to be relieved of having like i don't feel like i need to watch this movie no you gotta watch the movie How no, you have to watch the movie it? why do i have to watch the movie because we're having on, him on here to talk about uh, i understand that sometimes we have writers on here to talk about you know like their body of work and not a specific thing but i did invite him on here specifically to talk about how shark the novelization and i think it, we had planned on talking about tamara at, when we did the when we had pitched the Tamara novelization, I think it's only fair we all watch House Shark. But why? I, I don't. I feel like I shouldn't have to watch it because it's about the book. Yeah, but he's going to come on. The whole reason he's invited is because we're doing a movie of the week podcast, and we can do a movie of the week that just also happens to be a book of the week. You shouldn't have to watch it, Mikey. You should want to watch it. That's, that's the, the problem. real problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay that that's an argument for another day. But right now, I don't want to. This is the, that's why we're here right now. I don't want to. I feel like I shouldn't have to. Here's and, the thing wh- about it is that he's like right at the end of the month is pretty much that's when Shark Week is. I was going to try uh-huh. and push for a shark movie anyway. If you watch uh, House Shark, you don't have to do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, You put me in a very precarious situation here, Miss <laughs> Valor. And, so is- and, and, and uh-huh. I. For the record, for for the non-existent uh, jurors of the, we need to talk about this shit. <laughs> I have already promised to pay with Paranormal Activity too. Like I yes. pitched it in the thread before you came, uh, and then a- I confirmed again when you asked about it that that I will exchange Paranormal Activity two for a shark movie because that's the deal we made, and I'm determined to honor it. And I'm already stocking my liquor cabinet for Paranormal Activity 2. <laughs> you are not allowed <laughs> to drink for Paranormal Activity 2. You're going to have liquid death for drink roll call the Paranormal Activity 2. You get mad when I have liquid death. Yeah, but I get mad when you ruin movies I love talking about a sex tape the whole time, too. I gotta weigh my evils here. Not just a sex tape, an, a non-existent sex tape. <laughs> that somehow makes it worse. See, I feel like it makes it better. I feel like I want to stab you. <laughs> but that's besides the point. All right. So pretty much, Kat, what you're telling me is this is an argument I'm going to have to have eventually. Yeah. In the in the somewhat imminent future. Yeah, it's coming up. So I might as well just bend over and, and say do nice <laughs> now is, is what's happening. Okay. Yeah, right. that's, that's where we're standing on that one. Oh, Let me ask shit. you a serious question. Yes. Shark Week. You don't. You always complain about watching shark movies. What are you going to do when we make Fantabulous? Are you not going to support our own movie? I will sit and watch you guys' movie. No, Aw, thank you. I figured it would be a slasher radio production. I would, I would do everything in my power to support in any way I can, because you two are my friends. But I am not obligated to enjoy the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is very fair. You hear that, Cap? We're his friends. Yeah. For better and worse. <laughs> All right. You know what? Um, turns out I'm going to have to watch a fucking shark movie anyway. <laughs> All right. Fine. It's Shark Week. I Listen. It's Shark Week. 
We all have to watch shark movies during Shark Week. We could we could watch Deep Blue Sea. We could watch Jaws. Mm-hmm. We could watch The Meg. We could. There's a lot of shark movies out there. Yeah, there are a lot of shark movies, and we just happen to have the author of How Shark. <laughs> so, Joe Bob showed Sharknado last night as we we're recording this. Yay! I meant to go back and watch that. I haven't yet, but I plan to. I've been trying okay. to watch more Joe Bob, and I don't want to miss Sharknado. Oh, God forbid. A Sharknado. <laughs> God, Sharknado's bad. All right. Uh, this Patreon week, I'm drunk. This Patreon week, and we have that movie to get to. We have horror news to get to. We do have a voicemail we're going to be playing shortly. Uh, we got drink roll call. The show, we got shit going on over here. All right. Uh, what should we start with, guys? Voicemail. You want to get the voicemail out of the way? You want to do drink roll call? You tell me. Uh, yeah, let's do a voicemail. Okay. Trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, the number, oh boy. Uh, the number is 917 397 kill. I got it. 917 397 fuck 5455, whatever it is. Uh, it's in the show description. <laughs> you can call, leave a voicemail, text message, even if you would prefer. And uh, we'll play them on the show and discuss them on the show. And you're about to hear that right now. Hey, Slasher Radio, it's Carol Amber. Hi, Kat. Hi, Rob. Hi, Mikey. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much, Rob. You're so good. You're such a guru of happiness. I wish Mikey could appreciate you better, but that's okay. And Kat, oh, you're always so delightful. I just adore you. Mikey, I love you, but you know what, buddy? Uh, oh, man, you and I got to talk. Uh-oh. Okay? <laughs> I want to have this discussion with you. And it's about Silence of the Lambs uh-huh. and Cabin in the Woods. Oh, uh, dude, you oh. just, oh, man. You and I need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting. I'm telling you that <laughs> right now. But anyhow, I hope everybody's doing well. I am patiently waiting to have this trivia night with you guys. I am patiently waiting. I'm just saying, I. <laughs> you guys have a great day and great show. Great show. And again, Mikey, slow down. Smell the flowers that lay behind Rob as he walks your life uh, just appreciate the happiness man uh, you're too tense love you guys bye yeah Mikey. Amber. Amber's so nice smell my behind mikey <laughs> we love you amber <laughs> amber is the greatest amber is the greatest you, know, you what? know what i say to amber uh-huh namaste namaste asshole <laughs> jesus christ you know what no where is it and where are my balls all right the only thing I'm smelling behind Rob is shit. That's first and foremost. And, and did you hear Amber scared me a little bit, man? Like she just went, Am I gonna love you, but I oh shit. I know Mikey got the <laughs> I love you, but yeah, man. And <laughs> you could feel the love in it still somehow, but you could I knew I was in trouble. Oh boy. I love Amber to death. We don't see eye to eye on this one. The Gavin on the Woods thing, that's a war for another day. But I mean, yeah, man, the Science of the Lambs, I stand by it. It's a horror movie. It, it's not your typical horror movie. It it did have its moments where 
you know, it, it hit those notes, but it was such a sophisticated movie. It was a big time mental movie and, and psychology and all that stuff. I, I stand by it, Amber. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, man, we just mentioned that last week, too. And Amber came to brought the beef to our front door like Domino. <laughs> yeah. Amber don't play. Also, the trivia thing. Uh, I guess we should have an on-air meeting about that. Rob, you threw around the idea of having like a, a patron tournament. I was ready to do like a whole patron tournament thing, but then it just kind of died there. Like we didn't really talk about it anymore. So we did not, but it's something I, I would really like to do that too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see who's up. Yeah. Okay. But there is the challenge that we got from Greg and Amber. So that's got to be addressed too. I feel like that's a separate thing. Yeah. You know what? You know what we could do guys? Like I said too, I, I, I was on Greg's live today. He was watching the shining. At Darth Gregor on Twitter, uh, not on Twitter, on TikTok. I told him he was he was saying he wants to come back on. We we want to have Greg back on. We have a lot of shit lined up. We're, well, we're let's pump the brakes on the whole want to. <laughs> <sighs> For better and worse this is a great quote. Yeah, but it, it, the trivia thing we do with the tournament, it would be since we have a couple of weeks, we got to kill him in the meantime. Maybe we could do the tournament. And the winner faces the winner between Cat and Rob versus Greg and Amber. What about that? So the, we would have to pair up the the other patrons, though. Then, ooh, mm, that's fair. All right, mm, I don't know how many people are going to get involved. We'll see. We'll 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 yeah. toy around with it, but we'll work it's, it out. It's another idea, like that whole draft thing we talked about. That we just got to figure it out. I still I still want to do the draft draft thing. Also, that would be a fun conversation. As soon as Cat gets the math done, we can do it. <laughs> I would like to see our horror teams, and that would be great discussion. I really want to do that also. Got a lot of shit lined up, man. We're busy around here. That's shit to do. Fucking Amber calling in, yelling at me. You need yelled at sometimes. I do need yelled at sometimes. And sometimes it's just hard enough to get the show done. I mean, we've been struggling a bit tonight. Did a lot of technical difficulties. Technology yeah. has not been on our side tonight. Uh-uh. But we're here. We're trying. I think I just, I blew Mikey's mind with my picks on Killer Beats. Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Rob feast-tuned me. No, it's a yes. good album, Mikey. No, no, it was awful. Um, So yeah, go over there. You got an extra show every week. That's one of them. Killer Beats. Listen to music, play music, talk about music, love music. But also love liquor, and that's part of the problem tonight. Uh, Let's get into drink roll call. I... As mentioned last week, picked up the Jaeger. I'm not doing shots of Jaeger, but tonight I did make a Jaeger bomb. Oh, oh wow. Gross. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Gross, yeah. but effective. <laughs> but effective. Yeah. So uh, I am feeling this later on. I, I'm also enjoying my uh, THC uh, goodies <laughs> called Bean Stock Beans. Mike is living his best frat boy life. I, I'm the <laughs> shit right now, aren't I, man? <laughs> the shit right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be wanting to pass out later, but not be able to fall asleep. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. I want to pass out now. Um, I. Uh, currently I am drinking the cherry vanilla coke. Uh, trying to stay awake because I got drunk at dinner. <laughs> oh boy, what were you drinking yeah. at dinner? Uh, I had champagne with dinner. I went to a very fancy dinner with fancy oh. people and had champagne. What the hell kind of fucking fancy ass life you got? 
Uh, Mr. Cat's boyfriend and I had a very special day today. It's our anniversary. Oh, well, happy anniversary. I can't believe he stuck with you that long. I know. <laughs> two years, if you can believe it. Yeah, yeah wow. two years. Really? Yeah. Rob, two years and she still won't tell us his fucking name. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit, man. Well, two years and I'm still making him watch fucking Maximum Overdrive for the show. So. Man, oh, oh, I want to hear his thoughts on, on Maximum Overdrive when we get to that. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Jeez. I know, I'm terrible. That man's great. So I, uh, much like Kat, got really drunk earlier today. Um, I uh, I went to to a spin doctor's concert, and uh, I had not eaten all day, and I just started throwing back Captain and diets, um, <laughs> uh, and dancing. Well, not dancing because it was too crowded. We talked about that earlier, but uh, just enjoying Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, having a good time. It was a show on the beach, which was cool. I like that. It was a great setting. Uh, maybe my new favorite place in town, actually. It's not, well, it's, it's kind of out of Charleston a little bit. It's out on Isle of Palms, but it's right on the beach. And it's it's got everything I like because it's got the beach. It's a dive bar, which I love. And they have live music. So, Those I mean, some it, dubs. it's pretty much the, the best place to be there. So uh, I was real drunk earlier and um, uh, I sobered up a little bit. So now I am drinking um, the, um, uh, what the fuck is that rum that I have? Um, I, Myrtle Beach rum. Whatever the fuck the rum is that I bought, uh, I'm drinking that and diet. Okay, all right. Drink roll all around. I like it. I like it. Um, what else do we have to do? We have to get in the heart. Oh, um, you while you were describing the beautiful beach thing in the concert, you left something out. You want to share or no? What did I leave out? Yeah, you left something out. The I was going to fight the opening act. No, not that poor guy. <laughs> you left something else out. But oh well, look, listen. If that woman didn't want me looking at her boobs, she should not have been out in that tank top without a bra on. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> I caught looking at Tata. You got you caught with your hand in the cookie jar, man. My hand wasn't near her cookies. Uh, it's a metaphor. <laughs> I'm moving on. Ruined it. Just ruined it. All right, news. News. Yeah, news. news. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. There ain't shit to talk about. I can tell you that. Here, here's Sweet, how much. Moving on. Yeah, here's <laughs> how much there's to talk about. I still don't know what you did last summer. Is getting a 4K Ultra HD release in September. Gross. Uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> that is not being added to my collection. Tell you that now. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm. Did you say I still know what you did? Yes. I know you like that one for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I might. I'm all right. You're gonna. We're gonna get that. Really? I might. I'm, I do like that one. It's better than the first one. It just not saying much. It's a low bar to clear. It, but it's that movie. We should we should do that movie on the show sometime because it is absolutely oh, fucking uh, insane. <laughs> and I'm here for it. No, I don't. No, no, no. I'm not going to say never, but I I will be bitter about it. <laughs> it is so crazy. Like the the whole setup for the movie is just the most insane thing ever. Speaking of insane things, shark explosion. Oh, I'm sorry. Shark splatation. Yeah. 
Oh boy. Although I'd also watch Shark Explosion sure. until yeah, that, that becomes a thing. That's you a bad idea. Shark. <laughs> it's a Shutter original shark horror documentary, and it premieres this summer. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be checking that out. Of course. Uh, I probably won't, but that's okay. But I mean, you guys do realize they're talking about deep water. Oh, wait a minute. Even cocaine shark. I spoke too soon. Never mind. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I watched Cocaine Shark. It's not very good. So I, you sent me that, and I was like, I'm going to go watch Cocaine Shark and prove him wrong. And then I didn't do it. I'm afraid I'm not going to like it now, and I'm, I don't want to live in a world where that's true. It's not. So I've just <laughs> been putting it off. <laughs> it's not good, Kat. It is not good. It, but it, it has so much potential. I don't want it to be bad. No, they, they, they fumbled the ball on it. It's, it's not very good. I was I was disappointed because I had real high hopes going into it. I mean, it's called Cocaine Shark. Yeah, how can you mess up a movie called Cocaine Shark? They did. Mm. Well, whenever Rob says it's bad, I know it's like, damn. Because you said that about Shark Side of the Moon, too, didn't you, Rob? Yeah, I didn't care for Shark Side of the Moon very much. That's the thing that gave me hope is because I really did enjoy Shark Side of the Moon. Okay. So I'm, I mean, look, I'm hoping there's still a chance for me in Cocaine Shark. Go watch it then, Kat. Let me know what you think. But I, I'm, I'm certain you're not going to like it. The thing about Shark Side of the Moon is that they had sharks in bikinis. Yes, and that, that just was, really fucking got me. That was that was the highlight of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, Melissa McBride, also known as Carol in The Walking Dead. And she's going to appear on the... She may, not even going to... There's a, I guess there's plans that she may appear in the Daryl Dixon spinoff. So but we might get a little Daryl and Carol action anyway. <laughs> might get a little Daryl and Carol action. <laughs> All right. Will you watch it now? No. <laughs> okay. Not much to say on that. Uh, Slender, the... Well, actually, before we even mention that... Uh, Phasmophobia, also worth mentioning, is moving to consoles. Yay. What is Phasmophobia? All right. It's the ghost hunting game I've talked about a bunch of times. Oh, oh, that boring game. Okay. It's not boring. With the really scary, plushy looking dude that might keep off for his desk. (laughs) Hey, man. You're like, look how cute this thing is. It's like the most (laughs) hideous thing I've ever seen. Bro, he's adorable. What do you mean? It's ugly as sin, man. It's That's fucking terrible. Why would you be mean to the poor little guy? He's so cute. Yeah, He's got little can't... tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hold no. On. I'm stopping production. Hang on. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I just sent a picture in the chat. I, I guess I'll put it up with the, you know, the extra photos and stuff Ooh. from the show on Patreon. Look at him! Scary. <laughs> it's so stupid looking, dude. It's so ugly. He's a mimic! What's he supposed to look like? I don't know, but... Look at him! He's adorable! He's kind of close to Benny, too. Yeah, I don't like it. I got my voodoo doll. The voodoo doll's normal, at least. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a fun game. I was hooked on that game for a minute. I haven't played it in a while, but... I'm hoping I could play it with Let It Hang. That'll be funny to hear him play that game. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a good time. But I say that to say this, because this is the bigger news than that uh, sort of of thing. Slender the Arrival 
and this is more up you guys' alley. That was a game that came out. I don't know what year, but uh, oh, it's been oh my god, ten years. The article oh, says, boy. yeah, it's an older game, but apparently on the official website for the game is a countdown. Oh, yeah, which also leads to they they released a short trailer. It's very short. It's about thirteen seconds, and there's not much to it. But the countdown currently right now is at 32 days, 9 hours, and uh, so on and so forth. No one knows what they're doing. That's kind of exciting, I guess. Is it no one knows or no one cares? (laughs) Uh, Maybe a little bit of both. (laughs) I'm sure Slender the Arrival was a big deal. It was. I never heard of it. To an annoying degree, because I I had played... uh, some of the other ones and everyone kept telling me that I would really like Slender the Arrival and it's not bad by any means like it's kind of a fun game but it it had a lot of hype Hmm. that's kind of where I sit with it it goes on excuse me it goes on sale a lot yeah I bought it and I sat with it and it wasn't great but at the same time like it wasn't bad it just there wasn't a lot there so I don't know maybe they reworked some stuff I'm gonna Rob it's a single player game man it's just first because person, it's though, a single it? player game doesn't mean oh. I'm gonna love it. No, but you're more like you'll you should at least try it. It's Slender Man, dude. Yeah, we'll see. I don't care for Slender Man. You're a hater. I, I saw that fucking movie, it sucked. That movie did the suck. That movie was yeah. yeah. That movie so. did suck. And what am I gonna do? Sit here and read a bunch of nerd stories about Slender Man? I don't think so. You're a butthole. You can watch Marble Hornets. Huh? You can watch Marble Hornets. I don't know what that is. Alright. You would hate it. You would. It's a it's a web series that these kids were they in college or high school? Oh, that sounds college. terrible already. College, it, yeah, they. Made... It's like the Blair Witch Project for millennials, basically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It was the internet's Blair Witch. I hate millennials too. But it was about Slenderman. Um, I, I played the uh, Jurassic Park, uh, like park builder game thing. Yes, like, like the newest one. Because it was mm-hmm. free on PlayStation Plus. Okay. Uh, that's kind of fun. I mean, it's it not fun. really it's not really horror, but it turns into horror when you do what I do. It did accidentally misclicked and dropped a dinosaur right outside the pen, and it ran around and ate everybody in my park. Oh. Uh, yeah. I would do that all the time. That would be how I used the game. <laughs> I got into yeah. Jurassic Park with that, that builder, man, but there was one point where a dinosaur got loose and like you know one of the little missions you get and then uh, i couldn't find the motherfucker yeah it, the, the fucking game to be honest with you is a little more complicated than it needs to be yes yeah like it would be i think it would be much more fun if it was simplified some <laughs> yeah uh, but if, i did you, enjoy it if you're gonna make a park builder just make a park builder we'll get all that extra bullshit make yeah you there's do. a I'd lot of bullshit park. in the game i do wish we could get a jurassic park game though that'd be dope like a real one. Didn't they do like a Lego one or something? Like I said, a like real, a real one. one. Yeah, a real one. <laughs> I don't know. Those Lego games are fun sometimes. They kind of yeah, My are. kid used to like those, so I played a lot of those with him. And uh, they were kind of fun, you know. They were. But I want Jurassic Park. Like, I want yeah. a real game. Would be really cool. I'm pretty sure we had Lego Jurassic Park, actually. Look at you. Playing Lego mm. games. All right. Uh, that's it for the news. There's really not shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. Do I have my damn button? Uh, yes. Son of a bitch. Crazy Kenyan! Get the fuck out of here! You! Go ahead, go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll oh, fade in the ass! Sir.
I wonder if Greg does that. What do you think? Turn you think goes around turning tricks in Hoboken? I don't know. I don't know what he does for fun. I don't know how far he lives from Hoboken. I don't either. This is the Gabagoli Mystery Corner where our wonderful listeners anonymously submit Italian memes, making fun of me for being Italian. Kind of fucked up that we take the time to do this in the show, but it's out of my control. A celebration of your heritage. Your cultural heritage. Um, also, this, this one is a special. Uh, we have another TikTok for you. Oh, the TikToks. <laughs> I know. I I usually try to discourage the TikToks, but sometimes they're just too good. So, damn it! All right, <laughs> we we play. We described them on the show. Um, you'll be able to hear this, but the I'll put the video up on on Patreon. All right, I see two old Italian looking dudes, and it's labeled the Italian Chicken Dance. Oh boy, it's gonna. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god, there's a lady in there. Oh my god, man. Okay, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Is oh, that wow. what an Italian wedding looks like, Mikey? Like the reception? Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> dancing and all because they're either dancing kind of like that or someone's yelling at somebody and they you know they it's gonna be like <laughs> kind of like that <laughs> yes this uh this video much like italians in general are filled with a lot of hand gestures and there's a lot to take in here because they hit a lot of different notes because it starts with the the hand okay obviously the capiche things in here Mm-hmm. And all kinds of stuff like that—that's blatant. But the the what they're starting with the, with the biting the fingers and the swinging of the hand like that—that's some real shit right there. Yeah, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, my grandmother's done that to me a couple times. Uh, that like when it when someone when an Italian person gets mad, sometimes they'll bite their finger because they don't want to say what they're gonna say. They don't want to do what they're gonna do, so they just like that's how they hold it and they go mm-hmm, and just <laughs> hold it. And usually the hand is fucking going because they're really trying not to kill the shit out of you. Yeah, so they're doing that. Then they're doing the capiche thing. They're doing the old fuck you with with the hand. I don't know how to explain that. Uh, Then it switches out to a lady doing it. And then, honestly, I can't even lie. When they switch, when the tempo switches in the song and they have the one dude in the blue jacket doing just talking shit, (laughs) muted pretty much. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Sign up to the Patreon. You can see it. I'll admit, this one's pretty fucking funny. All right. There you go. See? Celebrated, Mikey. A winner. This, I wouldn't say winner. Whoever did this. A winner. They're still an asshole for doing it because they're just making fun of me for being Italian. But. Celebrating you? This is the best one probably I've seen at all. (laughs) Like, this one's pretty fucking funny. All right. Well, that's a. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you you found that that interesting. You know what mm. I find interesting? Yeah. Did you know that on October 20th, 2005, Wait. Tony Danza returned to oh. go kart racing to challenge IndyCar racer Danica Patrick, but his brakes malfunctioned and he skidded into a wall unharmed. Wow. Who fucking cares? Well, it's interesting because we just had the one last week about him getting into a go kart um, wreck when he was racing what rusty wallace then he got into another one this one he came out unharmed 
And I just sent you a thing too that, that was sent to us anonymously. You gotta do to commemorate that fact. Another one. Okay. Um, I don't give a fuck. That all that tells me is Tony Danza can't fucking drive. Is what that tells me. When you're well, the when you are the patron saint of Italian Americans, you probably have somebody show for you around most of the time. Not a patron saint. It's just a dude. Uh, this image is Ali. Fucking. Uh, we don't know on. that. It's anonymous. No, we know it. Ali, stop. Enough. No more. No mas. And not for nothing, you're getting lazy too. Because the other ones had, you know, at least the effect of where. That's a new Danza too. That's a new picture of Tony Danza. That's disrespectful. But the the other one, she had like the wording would change colors when it went over the Danza and when it was on the wall. She didn't even do that here. So Ali, you're lazy. Shame on you. That's all I have to say. Uh, you feel celebrated? No, I don't feel celebrated. Didn't <laughs> I? Why are you still doing this? To celebrate you and, and to lift up all Italian-Americans everywhere by paying uh, homage and honor to the patron saint of Italian-Americans, Tony Danza. He's not the patron saint. I don't feel celebrated. You're not celebrating me. You're just doing this to piss me off. It's fucking working. And I don't want you to do it anymore. All right. No more this week. We're done. No no more at all. We're not going to do this again next week, No more right? at all this week, yeah. But next week, we're not going to do it still. Well, we'll see what happens. No, no, no. There's no what happens. What happens like, is... The thing, we go through this every week. The thing you don't seem to understand is that we don't control the anonymous submissions. Right. And and the other thing about the Tony Danza fun fact of the week is it's still been called people's favorite segment of the show. That's I true. don't care. I don't want to do it anymore. You don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> we are. We're stopping to do it. Listen, I wanted to do a whole segment where we talked about reasons we don't like Leah, and you wouldn't let me do that. So now we're doing Tony Danza Fun Fact of the Week. That has never even come up, first of all. And no, you're literally, that's what this is. You're targeting. I, why would we replace the target to someone else? Let's just do nice. Can we do that one time? I always do nice. You don't do nice. You're a butthole. No more. Mikey. What? Namaste. I can't stand you. We do have a Huckleberry Humphrey Hillbilly Hoedown. Oh, we got, oh we do. exciting. We do. Let me see if I can find the fucking thing. Uh, here it is. This was submitted somewhat anonymously. Again, they are described on the show, but they go up on Patreon. This is a video. Oh, a video. Oh, is this our first? <laughs> I can't. Oh, I got to click the thing. Hold on. I'm a hacker, so I can make this work. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Diabetes. <laughs> Is that a cat? Yeah. <laughs> In a hat? Yeah. Diabetes. All right, that's pretty incredible. So it is a it's a short video. <laughs> He's it's already like, sold. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like four seconds long. Um, there's a, a Shania Twain song. It sounds like playing in the background. I, I, I don't know enough about Shania Twain to identify the song or to even 100% be certain that it's her. And there's a bottle of cheer wine. And then the camera like moves over. So it's kind of pans across to reveal a very close up picture of a cat wearing a hat. Um, and how would you describe this hat? It's like a cowboy hat, I guess. Right? Yeah. Or is that yeah. like I don't know what kind of hat that I'm I'm not well versed in types of hats. 
Um, but I feel like it's kind of like a cowboy hat. And then the, the cat just says diabetes. Uh, yeah, he just says diabetes. And I like that. So, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I like that one. All right. Yeah. yeah and that's fitting because I do drink a lot of cheer wine and I probably um, do have diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Especially after those milkshakes that I sent you guys pictures of that I was drinking. Milkshakes slash candy Easy. cakes is what <laughs> they are. Thanks, man. Like all the sugar in the world on one thing. They're good, though. And uh, I'll tell you, I, you have you uh, both of you, have either one of you tried the Grimace shake yet? No. No. Uh, you gotta get, you gotta get over there and try it. It's so good. Hell no, no, those weird. Why don't you try it? Sweets don't tempt me like that, man. It's good though, man. It's like berry flavored, so and it's got whipped cream on it, so it's like berries and cream kind of. Oh, it's so good. And I can't have fucking Sunny D. I'll be damned. You can no, have Sunny D on Grimace's birthday. <laughs> I'll be damned. All right, that that's it for all the gobbledy crap. Enough is enough with this stuff. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with this week's movie pick, Maximum Overdrive. Woo! What? <laughs> what the hell was that? I said, woohoo! For Maximum Overdrive. All right. Woo! Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been wanting to talk about this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a real quick break, though, because I cannot drink any more alcohol tonight. I've got to go get a cheer wine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm being a thousand percent honest, I probably should be drinking water, but that diabetes video made me want cheer one. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. I don't feel like we've hyped this enough. It's very rare that a movie that we love gets picked for a Patreon pick. And Rob, you've been tooting this horn for Maximum Overdrive a long time, man. Yeah, I'm excited about it. This is Stephen King's, the best Stephen King movie. That is not true. Hands down, with I said what I said, best Stephen King movie. You usually do. Yeah, but we before we do that, we got to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we got to get to the Patreon stuff. Yeah, as regular listeners know, Patreon week every month gets a Patreon week, and it's when the the patrons get to propose and vote on movies for us to watch this week. They get to decide. We have zero say in the matter, and the first round of that is called the Omen, and this is where they put the movies up. And the first movie is Twitters, 1986 from IR Chris. Nice. Okay. Solid choice. Very solid. Like, you know, I was thinking about Critters, and I don't know that I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm th- I, I don't recall ever seeing it. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Also, while I'm thinking about it, uh, I, I feel, I'm going to try and reach out to Stephen Kyoto, see if he'll come back on, man. A lot of his stuff's coming back into rotation. Yeah. So, but uh yeah critters 19 is a good pick chris good shit yeah but chris is mad at you i know i know i didn't do nothing he he could not but he got mad at you twice <laughs> <laughs> over the same thing <laughs> maybe revealing the 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 actual list itself on on patreon was a bad idea because he got to see the changes that were made <laughs> we're referring to the power ranking that rob does every quarter on the patrons he ranks them uh like cattle and he <laughs> Chris Chris loves living on the bottom, but he, he got, uh, not to spoil it, but, you know, Chris was up there a bit, and he got mad as shit, like, how dare Rob call him a decent person? And then Rob showed the envelope, 
that he made the list on and the revisions were on there. And then Chris got mad again. He was like, you gonna put me up high on the list, but you gonna drop me. (laughs) (laughs) You got in trouble for putting them up and then you got in trouble for putting them down. Like you can't win, man. Uh, He still nominated a good movie. I I, I assume it's, I've never seen it. I don't know, but I don't think it's a shit movie from what I've heard. Look, I, I can, I cannot reveal personal conversations. Uh-huh. But, um, I, I after, next next month is IR IR Chris month apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris just watch Chris. He's dangerous. <laughs> All I'm gonna say. Uh, next one is from Will, and he picked Split 2016. Okay, that movie's all right. No. Yeah. I feel like there'd be a lot to talk about on that. Yeah, probably. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I remember thinking it was okay. Yeah, I don't like Split. Oh boy, I was I was so relieved when Split didn't win. It, it's not even because sometimes I have we all have been through this where we have hot takes on the show. Uh, you know, Hereditary being a famous example. It's not even that I dislike Split in a really interesting, like controversial way. I just don't like it. <laughs> I was, I was uh-huh. kind of worried I was going to have to be like a killjoy on that one. Yeah, I mean, I like Split. My question is, is how horror is it? Which is where I think a lot of this, and you know, the psychological aspect of it and all that stuff. There'd be a lot of meat on the bone there. They're setting off fireworks. My dog is pissed. Uh, next from that is uh, well, that was Amber with uh, Amber put up Maximum Overdrive. All right. Uh, Thank you, Amber. Good job, Amber. Talk about that shortly. Greg picked Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. (laughs) (laughs) This is a movie that Greg really likes. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I think that I don't think this is the first time he's put that up either. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like we've talked about it. On the Patreon picks yeah, before. I mean, and I will, I said it, you know, I pitched it for Pride Week. Yeah. Uh, or Pride Month or a Pride Pick. And Kat said no. Yeah, I did. Short, sweet. Uh, next one, <laughs> uh, next one, Little Miss Huge Clown Penis. Huge Clown Penis. And she, yeah, I got to give her props here. She put up Evil Dead Rise. That, that was a good I was solid hoping pick. that would I, win. Yeah, I thought it might. I thought it had a really good chance of winning. Um, that's a good pick, though. I uh, I wanted it to win. The thing about Evil Dead Rise is I really wanted it to win because I wanted an excuse to watch Evil Dead Rise, but I kind of got the best of everything because when I was sad that it didn't win, I cheered myself up by watching Evil Dead Rise. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it did what it needed to do. <laughs> under normal circumstances, that would have been the one I was pulling for, but Maximum Overdrive was on this list, so mm-hmm. definitely was looking for that one, Allie. I, I appreciate the the good pick there. She's not picked in my favor in quite some time. If ever, maybe. Velocipaster, Carousel. Uh, I mean, she's had some good ones. Again, not my favor. Next is from Nesto, my music buddy Nesto. Case 39 from 2010. Never seen it. It's not bad. I don't think I've seen this one. I don't remember it all that well. Like, I had to Google it because I was like, I think I've seen this, but I had to Google it to make sure it was the right movie. I don't So I don't remember a ton about it, but I remember thinking it was pretty good. Okay. I also commented on this one, and I put, "I'm watching you, Nesto." <laughs> there's no, there's no killer trees in Case Thirty Nine or anything. 
that's the power play if he finds a different movie with killer trees. <laughs> oh shit. Now I'm gonna have to look into all of Nesto's picks now, just so I'm not surprised. I'm watching you, Nesto. He put up the smiley face with the fake glasses and fake nose too. And that's just funny. <laughs> Uh, last nomination was for The Fan 1981. Leah, you tricked me. Yeah, this was by far the worst <laughs> nomination. It's no surprise it came from Leah. Uh, I, that's mean. Leave Leah alone. I, I've never seen the, the Fan 1981. I thought, I just seen The Fan. I was like, oh shit, Robert De Niro. And I was, sad. I was like, I hope that wins. But yeah, apparently it's, it's I didn't yeah. notice the year. Different movie. Different movie, yeah. Yeah, what do you think about the Robert De Niro one though, man? And what's his name? Uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's I don't know that it's a horror movie, really. That's but, the question. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a decent movie. Like, you know, it gets points because Wesley Snipes is a star player for the San Francisco Giants. All right. So that's the list. What ended up winning was uh, obviously Maximum Overdrive. I thought I had another tab open, but when my shit went kaput, Critters was second. And then we had a split for third with Evil Dead Rise, Bodies, 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 and Split. That, that's right. funny. Yeah. By the way, uh, Will saved me on Dead by Daylight again, Rob. Damn it, Will. You... We talked talk about, about this. <laughs> You're not supposed to save him. You're supposed to, to, to kill him. No. Will literally plays that game to save everybody. Like, he don't give a fuck if Aww. he dies. Like, well, dude, Will's a goat. Yeah. That's how I play it, too. No, you don't. <laughs> Play and hide. Anyway, so we're talking Maximum Overdrive. Rob, go ahead, man. You you really get annoying about this movie. What I, I don't I don't know what you mean. You know what I mean. How am I annoying about this movie? Because you, you talk it, it, this is not a good movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is an amazing movie. All right. It this is by far the best Stephen King adaptation. It's the only one written and directed by Stephen King. Uh, It's an amazing amount of fun. It's batshit crazy. And I'm pretty sure Cocaine deserves a co-directing credit on it. (laughs) Uh, That was something that came up a lot in the reviews. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So I don't know what's not to like about it, Mikey. (sighs) All right. This thing, it started off with the comp the whole the whole i mean I, I don't think we need to go in depth on what maximum overdrive is i'm sure a lot of people have seen it it the, the whole premise of the comet and like it, it it i don't know right out of the rip doing that when you just plaster that on the screen it feels lazy i don't like that and it it get it it gets into a lot of practical effects and you know, random killings and bodies out of nowhere. And that was kind of fun. And and the, the I'll I'll say this and I'll I'll probably say it again later on. Practical effects in this were, were really good, especially for their time. And that was kind of cool. But then about 40 minutes in, this thing hits a fucking wall. And uh, I what? No, how? Where? <laughs> what? Cat, <laughs> uh, where 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 are you on that, Cat? Do you agree? Disagree? Um. So, we've been talking. Uh, Maximum Overdrive is one that comes up a lot on the show. It's one I hadn't seen in a really long time, and you know that lately, sometimes the rewatches have been getting me. I I was kind of indifferent about Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it is having rewatched it. 
I'm really sorry to say that it is probably the best Stephen King adaptation. Um, yeah. Fantastic. You if you really... watch the trailer for it, Mikey, Stephen King, even it's Stephen King talking to the camera. And he even says, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. He does and say he that. Proved it. Kat, do you truly believe this is the best Stephen King adaptation? No, obviously the best okay. Stephen King adaptation is Gerald's Game, followed very, very closely by The Green Mile. But uh, no, the top five, probably. I I do. I was surprised at how much I really enjoy the Maximum Overdrive on the rewatch. Oh, God. <laughs> it got me. Sometimes the rewatches get me. And therein lies the problem, Mikey. This movie's fun, and we all know you hate fun. <laughs> No, no, I don't hate fun. I like good. I love good. Good is good. This isn't good. What's not good about it? It, it hits a wall, man. Like it again. The practical effects were cool. <clears throat> they started off as like a almost a fun, goofy movie because it's just you know body bodies laying everywhere. One was next to the lawnmower, and it's just then it it just hits a wall, and it and then on top of it, it makes no fucking sense. Even in the premise in the world that they're living in with this movie. What doesn't make sense? The, the, those, when they're trapped in that shitty little diner, uh -huh. those trucks are circling it like there's nothing they can do. One of those trucks could plow through that entire diner. Right, but they don't want to. They need those people so they can get refueled. But they, yeah. were, they were killing them. No, they were killing some of them. Yeah, but. They could have got them out of there. They could have got their point across of what they wanted a lot sooner. Like they were just kind of out there waiting for them to come out. And yes, then they went and got heavy artillery. You don't have a movie. But it, it, it just, but make it make sense. If they were in somewhere that was. Well, they had to wait on that military thing to show up. They had the machine gun. And they needed the bulldozer. Like you didn't need the bulldozer. Like that thing... Well, they didn't really need the bulldozer, no, but. They needed the machine gun. He even says that. Like, if the trucks drive in, yeah, they can smash into it, but then they're going to fall through into the basement. But when they've got the machine gun fucking, I don't even know what that thing's called there, it just could fucking mow them down with the, from outside. It doesn't even have to come in. Or it could roll in and just roll through. It's not that heavy. Right. So one of the trucks could have just plowed. I, it it just, it made no sense of that thing where they, in, in that aspect where they were sitting in that diner. And I was like, what the hell? And then they need to pump gas, and they made it the most exaggerated, drawn-out, dramatic thing in the world. That this guy's like, it looks like it's going to be a long day pumping gas. Like, what the fuck? Well, dude, man? I mean, if you're out there in that heat and everything, you're standing out there pumping gas, you get I hate pumping gas. It is my, my least favorite thing in the world to do. Do you have any idea how many times I have run out of gas because I didn't feel like stopping and getting it? That's ridiculous. Shouldn't it's been a ton. I have run out of gas so many times because I hate pumping gas. So, I don't like, like pumping the, gas either. The idea of standing there in the heat and just pumping gas all day is like hell to me. Uh, it's not. It, it, they made it, it. They just made it too dramatic. And I was like, oh, my God. This guy acted like he was dying. I don't like it, man. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Mm, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it gets right into it. You know, like one of the first things you see is the bank clock that just says, fuck you. And that made me laugh. <laughs> And then Stephen King gets called an asshole by an ATM. And then yeah. fucking Who Made Who kicks in. It's just fucking great, <laughs> man. It's perfect. Who Made Who is phenomenal, by the way. And I love that we get it twice. Oh, yeah. Like, that's just amazing. Because the first time you're like, 
okay, so she, that's a weird fucking stress response or whatever. And then she does it a fucking second time and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just great, man. I, I don't know. Like, it's, I mean, yeah, it's goofy. I'll give you that. But it's, you know, it's goofy in like the best way, man. It's just fucking batshit crazy. It's like if cocaine directed a film. It very much was a like cocaine directing directing a film. A film. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it that. It was, and it started like the the whole pile up scene at the beginning annoyed me. Well, that's a cool thing, man. It looked ridiculous. Why did it look ridiculous? I don't know why. Why I mean, it looked ridiculous? That to me it looks kind of like what would happen, or get close to what would happen. If, you know, I drive across two drawbridges between here and my way to work every fucking day. If one of those things fucking came up like that, that should have probably happened. But people kept driving into it. How fast do you got to be going where you get like you see a, that pile up a mile away and you're still going 40? Like, what are you doing? Again, you've never driven in the Carolinas, man. I told you these fucking people don't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. When the guy fell out of the out of what he was trying to get out of his car and he finally got out and he fell on the ground to a pile of watermelons. Did you get nervous? <laughs> I did laugh at the watermelons. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I forgot there's all these watermelons. I just watched this movie. Not that I watched this movie like a month ago. Uh, so I said I would watch it again today or yesterday, whenever the fuck I watched it. And uh, and I had already forgotten about the watermelons. But, yeah, they're watermelon all over the opening scene. Dangerous. And it didn't bring up any trauma. No, no. There's a whole different kind of trauma I had with watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> The kills are fun, man. Like the bridge scene is fun. The fucking I love the soda machine. I was so the soda machine. This was one of those movies where it was hard to take notes during because I was just having such a good time watching it. Yeah, um, I did pause at, to to talk about the soda machine because it is beautiful in so many different ways. The special effects were fantastic. The editing was fantastic i love that the coach gets struck in the head and there's just nothing there and then when the kid crawls back over to him there's like a soda can shaped hole in his face <laughs> um just like the special effects the field of dead children we we talk about this on the show sometimes where you know it's it's taboo no one ever goes after the kids um it was what we liked best about sharks of the corn i just the whole there are so many that fall to the soda machine in this movie you talk about a movie that says fuck them kids what about that kid that gets run over by the fucking steamroller uh, uh, okay that was another thing that annoyed me how many people are going to just fucking stand there and let things run them over they're in shock no no I don't care what shock is you get up and move and it's not even things where it's like agile like all you have to do is walk a couple feet to the left or right pick your they're not going to be able to turn hard like you are safe what it would take for a bulldozer or a mac truck to turn around by the time they get in your direction you can get a good amount of distance on that some bitch you are really trying to ruin this movie mikey i don't appreciate it rob you knew how i felt about this movie it's a good movie it see that's the problem at the end of the day when the dust settles and 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 it's all cleared out at best it's a mid movie and i'm with you guys like i didn't take a lot of notes because there's really nothing to talk about it said fuck them kids man it killed all those kids it did say fuck them kids but I, I, it's a really hard premise 
to pull off. Like, and I, and I know I'm about to use the word logically, but I'm using it. Even if you're living in their world, like there's like the, the fucking sprinklers were, what was electronic about a sprinkler? There are electronic sprinkler systems. Not those. Well, maybe. I don't know. No, those are the sprinklers I ran across. I mean, in my look, if you start looking yard. at logic in this thing, yeah, it starts to fall apart. I mean, the the whole point for their escape is to get to the marina because there's a sailboat there. And sailboats don't have engines, but sailboats do have engines or at least motors. Yeah, they do. They made no. That's what I mean. No, <laughs> it's so hard to live by it, man. And, you know, I'm I'm not knocking it entirely for it. But that problem is there. They're driving around a car. Why isn't their car fucking them over? Every other car in the world is so fucking things there up. Is, I've heard a theory about this. Okay. That it seems to be the machines that people don't like that turn on them. What the fuck? So yeah. if you're somebody who like you like you like your car, like you take care of your car, you know what I mean? Then your it's car gonna is take fine care and of it's you. cool. Ugh. Who's mean to a sprinkler? Well, the sprinklers didn't do anything. They just turned on. They didn't attack anybody. They were trying to fuck shit up, though, man. I, it's a sprinkler. It can't do much, but it was doing what it could do. <laughs> it wasted all the water. You know, spent you water bills. To drown that kid? <laughs> yeah, the economy wasn't great in, in the 80s, man. Just, they were doing what they could do. They wasted the water. See, you're going to talk to me about it logically doesn't make sense, yet you'll tout a movie about a fucking magical leprechaun. Get out of here, man. <laughs> but at least in the magical leprechaun world, it made sense. And, and No, I, it doesn't. Yes, it's a leprechaun. A leprechaun exists in that movie. There you go. He's a leprechaun through and through. And again, I'm not. They they went for it. They went for a little more than they should have. And you know what? I I can't really like you know kill him for it. But you know it, it is something that I thought about while watching it though. So there's a rumor, uh, you know, that much like the the rumor that Steven Spielberg actually directed Poltergeist. Uh. Um, and nobody's really sure what what's true and what isn't around that. George Romero and Stephen King were really good friends. And George <laughs> Romero was on set almost every day hanging out with Stephen King. And so there is a rumor around there that George Romero actually directed this movie. That explains how it's so awesome. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want to think that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I believe it because I don't see a lot of Romero in it. Yeah. You know, like Poltergeist, when I watch Poltergeist, I'm like, this does kind of feel like a fucking Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. I don't know, man. It it just it it doesn't hit the notes for me. It's a very mid-movie to me. Cause you know, you can't take everything away from it. I don't like the premise, but like that still doesn't mean I can't sit and and look at what they did, you know, and, and I can objectively. But it's only going to get it so far. Yeah, objectively, in quotes. Objectively, man. You'll see my Portnoy, and it's like, uh, again, it's not for me, but I can see I can see what they did well. What don't you like about the premise? Because I think the idea of all the machines coming up and trying to, like, take over and kill us is pretty fucking Is it just the, premise. like, Comet part that you don't like, or...? The com- the comment part I don't like the reasoning for, and again I'm not entirely mad at the premise. I'm just saying it's hard to pull it off, and I don't think they pulled it off great. Here is all I'm saying. I I like the premise, but it it they just didn't execute it perfectly. And I don't know. To be fair, I don't know if you can execute this perfectly. See, I think it's a solid premise, and I think they pulled it off immaculately. It's a decent premise. I mean the the fucking the Green Goblin truck. That thing looks cool as shit. 
that that truck annoys me because of the attention it gets. It's not so much the truck. Truck looks, it looks yeah, yeah, it, it looks kind of cool, slightly ridiculous, but yeah, I'll give it something. I I just don't like the hype around the damn truck. It's a cool looking truck, man. I got a shirt with that truck on it. I believe you, it's a Fright Rex. It is Fright Rex. Slash your 10 promo code still valid. Ooh. Not much longer, though, I don't think so. Get on Fright Rags, guys. Oh. Yeah, I think that's uh, coming up. I think the uh, the performances are decent in this movie. Uh, I don't know that anybody's great. No one's great. In it? I, I think the kid was great. The Oh, the the one kid who didn't get killed? Yeah, the one kid that didn't yeah. get killed. <laughs> who immediately did a great shows job. up. Who immediately shows up at the gas station is like, where's my dad? The one guy's like, he did. <laughs> <laughs> this movie really hates kids. Oh, uh, I want to preface this by saying I don't really hate kids, but I do think it's very funny when movies just don't give a fuck that they're children. <laughs> you know, I like uh, Emilio Estevez is okay. And yeah. I, I never really thought he's the best actor in the world. either. anyway. I, I don't mind the performance from the uh, the dickhead boss guy. Like, he's just playing the dickhead boss guy. He does that really well. Yeah. I did find the the uh, the woman and the couple who had just been married to be extremely annoying, but I think that was kind of what she was going for. Uh, so, at first, I thought that they were kind of... I Cute couple's not really the word, but I liked them well enough. I was kind of rooting for them, and it's amazing how quickly she got on my nerves. Yeah. Yeah, but I think again, I think that's kind of what she was going for, so it's all right. Yeah, I don't mind that. And what about the line though, Mikey, where she's like, uh, "The girl looks at Emilio Estevez and she's like, you make love like a hero.'" <laughs> what about it? I don't know. That's a want. sweet line, dude. Uh, I mean, it was all right. It was all right. I, I don't know. I wouldn't try it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you you wouldn't throw that one out there? No, I don't think so. <laughs> The, the other thing, like one of the main things I had noted down were the practical effects. Like that's mm-hmm. where it won me over. You guys were talking about it earlier with the the soda can thing. Like it, it looked great. Like, like the effect on on the dude's forehead afterwards, it looked great. Yeah, I think overall the effects do look really good for this movie. Yeah, and it it had the perfect mixture of good of good, which is important, uh, fun, and just. It it had a tie to reality in, in there. Like it, if that shit were to happen, you would think that that's what some a lot of that shit would look like. Mm-hmm. Just dead bodies laying around and blood. Like let's exaggerate it. Yeah. Of um of all of Stephen King's cameos, is this the best one? No. You don't think so? No, creep show. No, he's not good in that. But it was a great that that plant thing that was great, man. No, come on, man. The fucking ATM calls him an asshole. That's that's hilarious. Eh. And then he's like, you know, honey, this machine just called me an asshole. That's great. That is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I ranking Stephen King cameos. This is uh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Just. Throwing it in there though, I really liked Pet Cemetery as a cameo. I don't remember him in Pet Cemetery. He was the, the weird, creepy preacher. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember him in It Chapter Two. Ugh, I haven't seen it. 
he was aggressively in it chapter two it's like it chapter two looked at the uh stan lee cameos and was like how do we do that for horror fans so that we know they see it (laughs) right yeah i will say this too i mean rob you were talking about the adaptations from stephen king i'm I'm trying to think now i don't know if this makes my top five well then your top five is wrong (laughs) honestly i i don't i would put obviously the first the it miniseries i put that above it no. Yes. <laughs> uh, I put misery I like above. Rob's just like no, no. Oh, misery is good. Misery is good. Misery is good. It's not better than this. I would put Carrie above it for sh- by miles. No. Nobody on Carrie was even using cocaine. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Shawshank was good. I don't know if we're counting that, I but I, I, you know, I have a beef with Shawshank. Do we want to get into this? <laughs> Sure. Kinda now, yeah. <laughs> I owned a I owned a VCR for a long time. Uh-oh. I mean, like it was like one of the first VCRs. Like I bought it. I mean, I probably had this thing close to 15 years, and it was fucking it it just kept running. Like a, it was one of the early VCRs. The fucking thing was a tank, man. It just wouldn't die. Like it just ran and ran and ran. I bought Shawshank Redemption, took it home, popped it in there. Fucking thing, my VCR died. You're blaming Shawshank for that? Well, hold on now. Okay. So then I get a DVD player and I'll set up. Everything's going good. I put Shawshank Redemption in it. The fucking thing Uh. dies. (laughs) That movie is cursed, dude. Uh, No, it's never happened to me. It happened to me twice. You know, I was going to say it had never happened to me either, but I've never had like a physical version of Shawshank Redemption. I always just stream it. My son wanted to rent it on uh, like Amazon or <laughs> some shit like this was just a couple of months ago and I was like no <laughs> and he was like why can't I rent it and I was like because it'll break the fucking TV we're not doing that <laughs> the whole TV is gone yeah so no fuck that movie oh yeah by the way this does not make my top five I just remembered I don't know what the hell one I was at but I would even put Secret Window ahead of this no fucking Secret no. Window is terrible I would, man. You were out of your mind. I can think of five Stephen King adaptations that could go above this, but Secret Window is just not one of them ever. <laughs> I didn't mind Secret Window at all, and Sleepwalkers is better than this as well. I said what? It. Yep. I've never seen Sleepwalkers, but no. Secret Window is fucking terrible, and you're wrong. And you didn't even mention Cujo on your list, and I know you love that movie, and it's not better than Maximum Overdrive. Oh, Cujo goes without saying. All right, well, I'm just saying. So yeah, not my top five. You are not nice to this movie, Mikey. I would even put cemetery, uh, Pet Cemetery ahead of it. And... No, Pet Cemetery sucks. We've talked about this already. We never said it sucks. We said it was overrated and mid. It's way overrated and it's way mid. And this is a fucking classic. Would you put Doctor Sleep above this because Rose the Hat is pretty? I've never seen Doctor Sleep. Rose the Hat is very pretty. Sometimes I I find myself when I'm thinking about Stephen King adaptations, it's like Doctor Sleep is really good, and then it's like, is it really good, or do I just like Rose the Hat? No, it's not really <laughs> good. It's a fucking horror movie version of Monsters Inc. It's not good. That's another one though. The Shining goes ahead of it for sure. Get out of here for that sure. Just, you are just being a dick now. I'm being serious, man. The Shining definitely goes ahead of this. Isn't that another one we've talked about being overrated? And yes, and it, <laughs> yeah, I think Maximum Overdrive is overrated too and very mid. What? 
Yeah. No, you're you're out of your mind. This movie's a gem. That's the crazy part, though. Look at all these movies we're talking about that are mid. And I know this has nothing to do with Stephen King's ability as a writer, but man, his adaptations, he he doesn't. It, they don't hit the notes that they should. No. Not I mean, always. They do, just very rarely. Very rarely. I mean, yeah, they're in there. Cujo, Carrie, it, you know, but maximum overdrive. No, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't usually, it's very rare. I will say it helps when they're based off of like shorter pieces of fiction. Maximum Fair. Overdrive was a short story. Uh, Children mm-hmm. of the Corn was a short story. The Mist was a short story. No, the Mist is a good one. I like the Mist. Mist is good. Uh, uh, yeah, Shawshank yeah. Redemption was a short story. Uh, the Green Mile wasn't a short story, but it was like a series of. Um, it was a serialization. Yeah, it was serialized. Yeah, I don't like that movie that much though. I love that movie so much. I really? put the Green Mile too. Yeah. No, Green Mile's not as good as fucking Maximum Overdrive. Again, Tom Hanks did not use cocaine when he made a green mouse. <laughs> no, but that mouse fucking did. <laughs> did you see him? I don't think that I don't know if Maximum Overdrive makes my top ten the longer we're talking about it. Wow. Oh my god. Dude, I'm not a huge fan of this movie. Mikey talks about me ruining things and look at him. This didn't come from out of nowhere. We've had this, this supposed conversation. to be a celebration of maximum overdrive. Yeah, we're celebrating it like you celebrate my heritage, you prick. <laughs> uh-huh. You should have requested maximum overdrive memes from the patrons. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> Don't worry, I got plenty of fun facts coming up. Oh, All right. Great. I got a fucking, more fun facts for this movie than probably anything else I've ever done. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys want to get into that? I'll Is put it to you this way. I actually yeah, put I'm in ready. effort in finding the facts for this movie. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Rob put in effort. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Hold on. I have an excuse. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I, I do agree with Mikey in, in one aspect of this movie. It is hard to talk about. It, it's a challenge. Yeah, there's not a lot to really grab onto in this movie and dissect because it is just kind of a dumb, fun movie. You know, it's not, uh, there's not a whole lot of. Uh... The soundtrack. We well, didn't the soundtrack about the... is incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, all ACDC. It's amazing. Another thing that annoyed me real quick while we're winding down on it, uh, that when they were diner hopping, because that's what they were doing. They looked for another diner to hide in, which was weird. Uh, but they 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 looked like they were from The Walking Dead, the way they were walking around. It was kind of weird. Well, The Walking, walking Dead, Dead probably was stole it from Maximum the... Overdrive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, I don't know why I got that vibe from it. I'm like, what the hell? And why are you trying to? board up again another shitty diner like why do you find like what's why are diners the safest place uh, well there's food and stuff i am gonna make me some eggs tomorrow i want some an, a, a nice diner style eggs egg meal today is what i wanted so bad yeah now yeah eggs are good eggs are real good and i just got cold cuts so i put some ham in them bitches mm. um all right so do you guys want to get into trivia facts and and ratings yeah, yep. let's, uh, let's do it. I went a little okay. bit of uh, review crazy because I knew that this was going to be a hard one to talk about. And also the reviews for this are hilarious. Um, 
But starting, as always, uh, with the ratings, Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 15% on the tomato meter. That is dumb. Uh, you know what? You know what? Rotten Tomatoes gets a candy bar. <laughs> all, all, all the Rotten Tomatoes? Yep. Listen, First they kind of deserved it. Wow, okay. Uh, the audience score... If this will make you feel a little bit better, is at fifty percent, so bit of an increase right. there. Only half, yeah, only half. People, but are dumb, it's though. it's better. And IMDb is even a little bit better than that. It has it at a five point four out of ten. Right. Um, still too low, but it also has some really amazing reviews. So I'm excited for that. Uh, these are in no particular order. Uh, <laughs> this one is 7 out of 10. Uh, why I rate and 7? question mark. Wow. So, already. Great. Uh, well, considering I was at least born before the movie was made, unlike half of film critics these days, I, <laughs> I objectively compare that movie to the time it was made, not trying to compare it to something made quote-unquote today. I deeply enjoyed the movie when it came out. If I watch it today, sure, it seems like a bit sucky, but dang, this is not 1986. Wow. <laughs> what the uh, fuck is happening? <laughs> this reviews like a fucking fever dream. Um, it was a story that no one had come up with before, quote unquote, that I was aware of. And the fact that they made everything auto-controlled for 1986 was just awesome. Would have thought a lawnmower or steamroller driving by themselves was a complete wow moment. Like, how did they do that? <laughs> Stupid critics giving bad reviews for a movie that was made before they were born is just another worthless review. And there are a wow. lot of them. I'm not saying this is the best movie ever made, but I enjoyed the story uh -huh. and the ending not knowing exactly why. I, I would argue it is the best movie ever made. <laughs> it's the best movie ever made. And see that stuff. You can't go into people reviewing stuff from before they were born. Now, like it's <laughs> that—that's a little unfair. A little unfair. Yeah, like you can you can appreciate things at a level enough to give it a true <laughs> review. Like I mean, this guy going on about pointless reviews. I think we found one. <laughs> yeah, right, asshole. God damn. All right, candy bar, no. I mean, he seems to like the movie, but yeah, I still, he he like still might deserve a candy bar. <laughs> yeah, he gave yeah. it and seven. Yeah, um, yeah. This one is 10 out of 10. Uh, ranks up there with Evil Dead. Oh. Uh, and honestly, I, I didn't... The review is boring. I just wanted to point mm. out someone ranked it with Evil Dead. <laughs> there, is a, there is a connection between Maximum Overdrive and Evil Dead, and we'll get into that. Oh, oh God. Uh, here on the other side of that spectrum, we have a one out of ten. Uh, this movie is as bad as it gets. This Ooh. is the worst movie I have ever seen. Stick oh. to your day job, Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that Stephen King has a day job at like a bank or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Me too. Get the rest of the review, this is a type of movie that should be studied at film schools as how to not make a movie. The acting, writing, directing, and special effects are so bad, I can't believe it was ever released. Wow. That's too far. Yeah, a lot of these are all really loved them or really hated them. Um, yeah. There were not a lot of in, the, the seven was my in-between review. Um, this one, one out of ten. 
a waste of 97 minutes of your life. Three exclamation points. <laughs> Maximum hmm. Overdrive is no doubt the worst movie I have ever seen. This movie is a Nazi. Wow. Wow. Can I interest uh, you in seeing Skinamarink, sir? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there are millions of movies that are 20 times better than this. It's one of the few movies I absolutely hate. It has a horrible, stupid storyline. Emilio Estevez would be looking back on it crying. The climax is so pathetic you could cry in pity. I would not recommend this movie to anyone, and the only reason someone would watch this movie is because they hadn't read any reviews about it or watched it to get a laugh over idiocy. The worst movie in eternity. Oh, well, that's not the only reason somebody would watch it because I watched it twice this month. <laughs> D- what? Damn, man! I see. I don't think it deserves all that. Um. Then you'll be pleased to know that our next one is a ten out of ten. Uh, but it is titled "Erm, Where Should I Start?" with a bunch of question marks. <laughs> I mean, that's valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where do you start? I just don't believe it. People are giving higher stars for stupid sci-fi movies like Dark Knight, Matrix Trilogy, Blade Runner, and blah, blah, blah. Let's get straight to the point. Is Maximum Overdrive good or not? In my opinion, of course, it is not the best. Not a classic either, but it is a good movie to enjoy. What else do we want from a Stephen King movie? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He goes on to say, I used to be a fan of Stephen King, so I really think that this movie should be given at least six stars or higher. (laughs) Okay. Because he used to be a fan of him. He used to be a fan. Also, again, he gave this ten stars. (laughs) 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 Maximum Overdrive has good elements in it, and King always creates a story, which is very, very unique. Uh, machine at trucks ruling the world. Oh, Whoever right. in this goddamn world would think of such an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it wraps up with, come on, why would you hate a movie like this? It's simply enjoyable. 10 out of 10, parentheses, excellent. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm not even sure what what's happening there with that review. <laughs> uh, it wanders a bit. Yes. Uh, this one might be a candy bar. One out of ten. Maximum stupidity. Oh, come on. That's not even funny. I had never heard of this movie before. I just saw it on the shelf. I picked it out because it had Stephen King's name on the cover. After viewing, it's very obvious why I had never heard of it. It is just pure stupidity. If it was meant to be scary, it failed miserably. If it was meant to be funny, it failed miserably. Whatever genre it was meant to be, I assume it was meant to be entertaining, and therefore it fails miserably. Oh man. Yeah. Um I don't I don't think it did fail miserably. I think it was very entertaining and this person gets a candy bar. All right. Uh candy bar to Grand Funk fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? You also get a candy bar for liking Grand Funk that much. Come on. <laughs> Nobody likes Grand Funk that much. They're fine, I don't know this guy. <laughs> you don't you don't make that your fucking username or whatever. Come on. Uh this we have a ten out of ten. Really scary. Really, this is an underrated movie. It's better than The Shinning or Carrie. It is spelled Shinning, just to clarify. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, did Greg write this? <laughs> Greg maybe wrote this. Uh, it is a very scary movie. It is very fast past. It has great acting. It also has a great storyline. 
on very scary movie. It is it is very fast past. <laughs> so fast past. Uh this person I really confused me because they gave it their own they they gave it one out of ten stars, but then they also invented their own rating system where they gave it one fourth of a star out of four. Um, hmm. which is the title <laughs> of the review, just one fourth star out of four. Okay. Uh, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It only gets one fourth of a star for the cool looking clown face on the big rig. It really boggles <laughs> my mind how Stephen King can get such high notoriety for such obviously poorly written scripts. The two exceptions being The Dead Zone and The Shining. The Shawshank Redemption, which was loosely scripted on his short story, soars far and above any of his screen work. Um, <laughs> this movie tops the list along with Langoliers of poor Stephen King movies that will somehow make it onto the big screen and millions of viewers. Save your time. Catch an old Star Trek episode on the Space Channel. The Space Channel? What's that? <laughs> the Space Channel. I don't know. Oh, I don't think I get that one. But you can save your time uh, watching just watch Maximum Overdrive. So. Star Trek. No, no. Come on. This movie's <laughs> fun, people. What is going on? Uh, someone agrees with you. Uh, eight out of ten. We made you. <laughs> this film deserves at least six Oscars. I Agreed. remember as a kid watching the vending machine get the red mist and lay waste to a baseball team, followed up by a steamroller rolling over a child's head. That's just good horror movie gold right there. Sure, <laughs> the film is dumb as hell, but it's very far from boring, and it has the right amount of daftness, gore, and action that I need from a film. Also worth noting that the amazing We Made You speech given by the waitress in the film, which is just devastating in its delivery. <laughs> if you aren't laughing at that point, the next Maximum overdrive is not for you. My yeah. wife was asking me questions like, how does the truck see with its wing mirrors? And how did that guy get a rocket launcher? And such. <laughs> but I say it's the kind of film where you just have to let things go or you'll end up feeling like that guy after the steamroller went over his head. <laughs> I mean, that's it's true. You don't ask questions like, how did that guy get a rocket launcher? He just has a fucking rocket launcher, all right? He just has one. Yeah. Come on. It's Emilio Estevez. Finally, we wrap up with this one has no ratings, but I think it's a uh, positive because the title is Hurrah Steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> Get sick of movies with intricate plots, outstanding acting and multiple Academy Award nominations and go grab Maximum Overdrive. 90 <laughs> minutes of mindless truck attacks, rocket launchers and a steamroller running over a Little League baseball player. <laughs> Uh, now, most readers are probably thinking this is a pretty sick review, but keep in mind, this is a movie, not real life. Even with this in mind, I think it's fair to say that Stephen King did a fair job with the directing. It is by no means fantastic, but it is far better than most cult classic B-flicks. Happy watching. Yes, happy watching everyone. Go watch Maximum Overdrive. It's amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. It's Amazing. fun, Mikey. Slasher radio approved. Uh, <laughs> not yet. We don't know. All right. Uh, is that it for reviews? Yeah. All right. Let's get into some maximum overdrive fun facts, guys. Yay. Uh, the budget estimated $10 million. Uh, the worldwide gross, $7.4 million. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Of course, it was inspired uh, and loosely based on King's short story, Trucks, which was in the uh, collection called Night Shift, if you want to go read the story. Um, 
When asked why he hasn't directed a movie since Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King responded, just watch Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> wow. Um, which is a quote that I love. And uh, here's a, a little bit on the truck. About a year after the movie was released, the uh, truck was taken to a uh, towing and salvage yard in Williams, uh, Wil Wilmington, North Carolina. The jaw, lower teeth, tongue, and tops of the ears were gone, and what was left was burnt severely. Um, a guy in Wilmington saw it there. He bought it and um, and then restored it. Later, he sold it to a guy who lives in Piketon, Ohio, um, and this guy displayed it at his video store um, for a long time in Waverly, Ohio, and then when he sold the business, he moved it to his backyard, um, and then he has uh, since completely restored it, and he uh, goes around and takes it to conventions all around the U.S. and Canada now. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, the Dixie Boy truck stop was a set uh, that was constructed 10 miles outside of Wilmington, North Carolina. It was convincing enough that several truckers tried to stop and get gas. <laughs> um, so the <laughs> oh producers eventually had to put up announcements in the local papers and I guess uh, around the highway saying that it was just a movie set. You couldn't, you know, couldn't take a shower there or anything. <laughs> While shooting the scene where the steam steamroller um, rampage, they put here rampages across the baseball diamond. I don't know how much a steamroller really rampages. But, um, Stephen King asked the effects department to place a bag of fake blood near the dummy of the young player who would be run over by it. The effect would be that a smear of blood would appear on the steamroller and then be re-smeared across the grass as it rolled over and over, you know, kind of like a printing press. Yeah. Um, when they were filming the scene, however, the bag of blood exploded too soon. It sprayed everywhere and made it look as if the boy's head had been exploded. Um, and <laughs> King was absolutely thrilled with the results. Unfortunately, censors made him cut the shot. So it's not in the movie. Oh, no. Damn. The uh, soundtrack was composed entirely by ACDC. They happen to be uh, Stephen King's favorite band. And uh, when they released their album, Who Made Who, they labeled it as the <laughs> Maximum Overdrive soundtrack. Um, I, I okay. believe they were offered a cameo in the movie, too, but they said no. They didn't have time or something, or they didn't want to. I don't know. Probably didn't want to. Um, there is, at the beginning on the bridge, there's a, a van with the ACDC logo on the side of it. So I'm wondering if they weren't supposed to like be in that van or something. Uh, but anyway, they didn't do it. So it doesn't really matter. Maximum Overdrive was released uh, July 25th, 1986. And it got uh, generally speaking negative reviews. Um, it was nominated for two Golden Raspberry Awards, including Worst Director for Stephen King and Worst Actor for Emilio Estevez. But both of them lost to Prince for Under the Cherry Moon, which, by the way, <laughs> Under the Cherry Moon, a slept-on movie. People need to revisit it. It's really good. <clears throat> it did, however, win Best Film at the International Fa uh, Fantasy Film Awards, and uh, Stephen King has disowned the movie, describing it as a moron movie, and he calls oh. it the uh, a learning experience, after which he never intended to, to direct again. Uh, it is See that, a, Rob? Huh? It's a moron movie. See that? It's not a moron movie. It's not, no. Mm, that's what awesome Stephen movie. King says. Yeah, maybe Stephen King's a moron. We ever think of that? Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, shots fired. Maybe, maybe that's all. Okay. Uh, this was the first film to be made by Embassy Pictures after Dino De Laurentiis had bought it. In uh, a uh, 2002 interview, um, for the book, uh, for uh, what's the book? Uh, the book's Hollywood Stephen King. 
Um, there was a guy named Tony Magistrale, and uh, he said of King that he was coked out of his mind uh, all throughout his production. The guy said uh, he didn't really know what he was doing, though. Uh, onset translator Roberto. Uh, I have no idea how the fuck to say this guy's name. <laughs> uh, Roberto Corky, maybe. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, okay. He said he didn't remember Stephen King using cocaine, but he does recall him drinking from early in the morning until late at night. He said, I never saw it. I didn't, but I do know that he was that he was drunk. That at 6 o'clock in the morning, we'd have roll call, and he'd be drinking beers, and by 8.30, he was on his 10th beer of the day. God damn. Ow. Um, That's a champ. Yeah. So this is a, uh, also a funny story. There was a, a gaffer named uh, Jack Brod- Brandis. Maybe. Um, and he was at a film screening, a fan screening rather in 2021. And he told the audience that King rode a motorcycle from Maine to William uh, Wilmington uh, so that he could ride uh, ride alongside semi trucks on the highway. He wanted to get a better feel for how terrifying big rigs could be when you were in close proximity and to better know the, the loud sounds and movements of the one that they made. But when he arrived at the studio on his bike for the initial production meeting, security guards wouldn't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't wow. believe he was part of the production. And he kept talking about how he was, he, he was apparently, he looked real disheveled and he was going on and on about how he was there to direct a film about killer trucks that had come to life due to a space comet and they wouldn't let him uh, <laughs> That's a bad thing to start with. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, get the hell out of here, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, apparently he uh, eventually talked his way on the lot at some point or another, but that's funny. Uh, and this guy, it's funny. The guy who who said that was uh, the onset um, translator. He apparently got that job because for some reason, uh, Dino De Laurentiis believed this guy could speak Italian and would be able to bridge the language gap between the Italian cinematographer and the local crew. Guy didn't speak a word of Italian. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and the, the cinematographer apparently didn't speak English because he had worked on uh, Cat's Eye, which was another. De Laurentiis uh, production, and they struggled with communication throughout the film because uh, the cinematographer who spoke no English, every time they would ask him a question, he would just say yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> they had no funny. fucking idea what they were asking him. That's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I could give you a million guesses, and you would never get it right. But I'm only gonna give each of you one. Okay. Emilio Estevez is not the person Stephen King originally wanted to play. <laughs> um, the lead in this movie. You each get one guess. Who do you think it was? Nick Cage. No. Oh, Nicky? God. <laughs> um, I don't know. That would have been amazing. Then? That would have been so good. Yeah. Uh, Bill Murray. I have no idea. No, I told you, you guys would never in a million years get this. Stephen King originally wanted Bruce Springsteen to play the role. What? <laughs> Yeah, Springsteen. Uh, Dino De Laurentiis didn't know who Bruce Springsteen was, <laughs> so he went ahead and hired Emilio Estevez. Wow! And so it's believed that his insistence that uh, Estevez play the role in the film was when King uh, became disillusioned with the production. Um, <laughs> it, uh, they did report though that King tried to create a positive environment for the crew. On set, at one point, he rented out an entire theater to screen classic films like Godzilla and Night of the Living Dead. He even paid for refreshments (laughs) for everybody. What if you're working on a movie and the director's just like, anyway, let's go watch Godzilla in this theater? (laughs) (laughs) 
He apparently also spent a lot of his downtime on set just having golf cart races with the rest of the crew around the lot. Oh my god. Um, so there were a lot of uh, wardrobe and special effects choices made by Dino De Laurentiis, uh, and he was getting dailies back, and he was very upset because Laura Han- uh, Harrington was wearing jeans, and he was insistent that she wear something more revealing. That's why there's that weird scene where she's changing out of her jeans into other clothes. Oh my God. Um, all right, this one's kind of sad. Are you guys ready? Okay. Yes. All right, so we talked about the Italian cinematographer. Here's a sad story. Uh, while they were shooting the scene with the lawnmower, um, the cinematographer was struck in his right eye, which was his shooting eye, by a large splinter of wood that had become lodged in the blade. Uh, according to the camera assistant, uh, the cinematographer had asked Stephen King to take out the blade, but Stephen King said, no, no, I like to see them. The cinematographer said, you won't see it in the shot because, you know, the blade's under the lawnmower. But Stephen King said, no, it's better that you just let it be. The special effects department also suggested removing the blade for safety reasons, but King continued to insist that it remain so the scene could appear uh, appear more lifelike. Um, he was uh, the cinematographer after getting struck in the eye with the piece of wood was uh, helicoptered from set and then flown to a hospital in Raleigh, and he eventually lost his eye. Oh, my God. Damn. Production was halted for a brief period. The cinematographer did return to finish the film, but after it was released, he sued King, De Laurentiis Productions, and 16 other peoples involved with the film for $18 million. They settled the case out of court, um, and he did continue to work on films after his accident, but he always believed that he would never work on another big-budget film because producers wouldn't want a cameraman with no depth perception. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he returned to Italy. He worked... uh, or he did work in Italy until 1998 when he retired. He he eventually died in 2001. Damn. Uh, during some of the studio production work, Wilmington was uh, grazed by Hurricane Gloria. Winds and rain were very heavy, and the crews created a competition to see who could move from stage to stage without being blown over. That's not great. Damn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had to pass the time doing something. <laughs> Let's go walk around in the hurricane and see who gets, doesn't get knocked over. Um, in October of 2020, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, expressed an interest in writing and directing a Maximum Overdrive remake. Um, look, you're never going to top perfection. But I do kind of like the idea of a son remaking his father's film that same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, especially because they're both authors. Like, I, I, in Cad, you know much more about Joe Hill than I do. I don't think he's ever directed anything, has he? I don't think so, no. Yeah, so it would be kind of, also this would have been Stephen King's first and so far only uh, directorial (laughs) effort, so for his son to do the same thing, I think that would be kind of interesting. That'd be cool, and uh, so it's kind of a different thing, but they do share kind of like an extended universe already. I would trust, if I trusted anyone to rewrite Maximum Overdrive, it would be Joe Hill. Okay, all right. Well, it's just, I mean, look, I, I would, I'm here for it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. But just know, Joe Hill, you're never going to reach the peaks that your father did on this thing. <laughs> uh, finally, last one. Uh, and this is the tie to Evil Dead. Actually, it's a, more of a tie to Evil Dead 2. Um, Stephen oh. King had dinner with a crew member who had been interviewed by Sam Raimi and his colleagues about Evil Dead 2. Uh, while at dinner, he told King that the film was having trouble attracting financing. 
uh, once King heard this, he uh, it, it, he was a big supporter of Evil Dead. Um, he called Dino De Laurentiis and asked him to help fund the film. Uh, and while he was initial, initially skeptical, De Laurentiis met with Raimi and company, and within 20 minutes, he agreed to finance Evil Dead 2 for $3.6 million. Damn. So without maximum overdrive, there is no Evil Dead 2. That is impressive. Uh... I knew that Stephen King had called in um, a favor to make that happen. I did not realize it was on the set of Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so those are the fun facts that I found for Maximum Overdrive. And uh, I do feel a little bad that I drunk stumbled through a lot of those, but, uh, well, I'm drunk. You do drunk stumble when you're drunk. Yeah, it's just going to happen. Part of being drunk. If it makes you feel any better, Mikey, about the fake sex tape episode, it, Rob also does this for movies he likes. So, Yeah, but it's nowhere near egregious. <laughs> he didn't mention sex tape once in this whole damn I thing. I will say, I do think Maximum Overdrive is the one movie that would not be improved by a sex tape. I don't know, man. Yeah, I feel like there was too much sex already. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know, a couple of those trucks humping might have been nice. I don't know. Oh, wait, no, if it's the trucks, I... I yeah, yeah. I, might, I might actually watch that, yeah. Gotta be the trucks, right? All right. Um, are All you right. guys ready for port noise? Yeah, who wants to go first? I'm going to go last, because I have a feeling you guys are going to be mad at me, so I can go last and we can just all get off here. Oh. I really don't know what to <laughs> give this. I was hoping that uh, the conversation would kind of sway me, because I have a rather large range again mm -hmm. uh but it was hard to talk about so i i don't know that it's helped <laughs> yeah it's it is a tough movie to talk about uh mikey do you want to go yeah yeah i'll go first um yeah. uh all right so this movie super mid miss super mid mikey just leave i guess <laughs> <laughs> you broke him you called him mid and he just doesn't know how like, to fuck you anymore. i'm out <laughs> call me mid motherfucker <laughs> all right you know what i'll go cat all right i guess you can uh you can i, I haven't yourself. narrowed i'm narrowing it down i'm zeroing in on it so all right all right well uh hold on i wrote a thing about this hold on I'm oh he blue screened it. again apparently yeah Okay, so here's 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 my thoughts on on Maximum Overdrive. All it's right. the best Stephen King movie we've ever gotten. It's the only one King has ever directed himself. It has a terrific trailer with Stephen King looking right at the camera, saying, "If you want something done right, you have to do it yourself." And then he delivers a batshit crazy movie. <laughs> yeah. Cocaine should be listed as a co uh, as a co director on it, without a doubt. The soundtrack by ACDC is amazing. And when people ask Ma uh, Stephen King why he hasn't directed again, he says, just uh, watch Maximum Overdrive. Now, I think you could look at that and say, hey, he doesn't need to direct again. He's already reached a peak. He's already reached perfection with this movie. Um, I, it's, look, it's a fucking blast. It, 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 are, are there logic holes all over the fucking place? Uh, does the whole Comet thing really not need to even <laughs> be there? Probably, but who gives a shit? It is there and it's fun. I give this movie an 8.8. .8. Oh. Wow, okay. Uh, and what I love about that is Mikey's having technical issues, so he didn't hear me say that. He's going to have no idea what I gave this movie until he listens back. That's true. Um, <laughs> I I knew I wasn't going to have the highest score. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm coming down at an even seven, I think. 
So, oh, okay. Like I said, I this was one of those I had kind of a wide range for it. Uh, because it's it's campy, it's a little bit silly. Um, but I really enjoy it, you know. Right. Uh, Wait, there there are issues. There's no doubt there are issues. But who gives a shit? It's too much fun. And I I do think that's that's kind of why because at first I my, my default kind of for this one was a seven point five because I I it would be fantastic if this were slasher radio approved and I'm not sure we're gonna get there, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but I I the one issue that kind of holds it back for me it's not with any of the like performances or the consistency or anything it's I think the pacing does. It slows down a little bit. Mikey had this whole thing about how like 40 minutes in or whatever, it like stops being fun. I don't think it ever stops being fun. I think it just loses track of the, you know, like B-movie pacing that the rest of the yeah. charm has. And and for that, you know, it, it does drag it down a bit. But overall, like I, I don't have much to complain about with this one. It's just a good time. Yeah, it's, it's a fun, fun movie. So, uh, all right, all right, not bad. Mikey, are you... What'd you give it, Kat? Uh, give us yours. Oh, you didn't go? Okay, okay, okay. All right, I, I'm I'm going to be realistic about this. Okay. Uh, it, it's very mid to me, but it, I, I can't sit and ignore the things it did right. And although I don't think the list is super huge... I mean, they they created a movie, they created a universe, and for the most part, they stuck with it. It's, like I said earlier, it's a difficult premise to pull off. Kat was talking about the pacing just now. Those are issues. I'm going to set it a 5.2. Wow. What do you mean, wow? That's fair. No, that's low, man. That's (laughs) way low. For a movie I don't even like? (laughs) Right, the 5.2 we... practical effects went a long way with that too you didn't hear what i gave it <laughs> oh you gave me your score already uh-huh. yeah we gave you give we, we were hoping maybe if you didn't know how high the scores were uh you'd be a little bit more inclined to no. accidentally let this be slasher radio approved <laughs> no I, I, you guys gotta admit <laughs> that's not bad for a movie i don't like that's not bad for a movie you don't like I even said when I gave my score, it's funny that Mikey's not having technical issues and won't hear me give it, and so he's going to hear it when he listens back. <laughs> oh, great. So you're going to make me go back and redo the sheet? <laughs> do you want me to tell you what I gave it? Yes, I do. Maximum Overdrive gets an 8.8. What, Rob? What, 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 why would you? Okay. Because it's a good, fun time. It's not that fun I've of a time. I've watched... Listen, Twice in a month, I've watched this movie, and I was not even disappointed about having to put it on a second time. All right, I I, I think it started off pretty fun, and then it just like I said earlier, man, it hit that wall. And it doesn't hit a wall at all. You're crazy. It's I, and this is I think where you came in at. I don't think it hits a wall. It slows down. There's there's a point where it slows down, but it it keeps going. It keeps trucking mm, along, if you will. Trucking along. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, again, Rob, a- as much as I've talked bad about this movie for a long, as long as I have, that's that's not bad. Mm, you could have done better. Uh, that, that's what I. That's all I can do for you. All right. 
I was arguing in my head with a 5.3 and a 5.2. So that that's where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave it an 8.8. I did the right thing. You did something. You did a thing. <laughs> you did a thing. Uh, all right, guys. So thank you for to all the patrons for helping pick this. And uh, yeah, thanks, better Amber. And worse. Yeah, that was Amber. Me and Amber have to have uh, some sort of a throwdown, apparently, soon. But uh, thank you, Amber, for, for your pick and everyone else. If you And anyone wants to get, get involved every month, man, you get a say-so in our movie pick. And it's uh, quite the battle. Patreon.com forward slash slash radio tears starting so it's $3 a month. $3 a month. You know, if you do the math on that, you figure we do one episode a week, one regular episode a week. You're basically paying 75 cents an episode. You throw in the extra Patreon episode you're getting, you're paying 37 and a half cents an episode. Come on. Don't be a cheap ass. That That's very fair. That's a good deal. That's very fair. Follow the show on Twitter at Slasher Radio. Shout out to um for the to the Kill Count guys, the Dead Meat and yeah. all of them. They they mentioned our interview with Stephen Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they made a brief mention of us in their latest video, which is doing really well. It, it was on Critters Attack. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, whichever one, one of the Critters movies they did. So thank you to them. Go watch that. It's on YouTube. You won't have any trouble finding it. <laughs> and no. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm at Mikey's dad. Going on with you guys. What's up, Rob? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob one two three. You can listen to the other show that I do with Cat, the Nick Ethelwu Cage Cast. Uh, we've got our episode of the Cotton Club coming out soon. Actually, by the time this comes out, it will already be out. You listen to me. You're Nick fucking. Wow, Cage. Welcome to. The Nick fucking Woo Cage Cast and Cat, Woo. There you go. I know you picked the name because you really wanted to lay in that whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um. The problem is going to be, I am rarely, if ever, going to have the energy to do that by the time we record these episodes. However, <laughs> you are welcome to do it anytime you'd like. All right. Uh. Yeah. I. My plan was to do it every week, and then I heard our intro music and decided i might not need to do it every week but because it is our inaugural show i feel like maybe i should go for it welcome everyone to the nick fucking woo cage cast woo pat what about you uh you can find me on twitter at cat underscore velour v-o-l-e-u-r you can check out my website catvelour.com uh pre-order my book revenge arc pre-orders are signed the book is coming out august 1st you're running out of time to do that uh, also, this is this come out on Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday morning. Uh, all right. Uh, you can also check out the guest spot that I did on Horror Fiends, which was released today or yesterday, depending on when this gets released. Uh, we talk about the Bone Woman. What is the okay. Bone Woman? Uh, it's the horror movie that we should have watched for Pride Month and okay. didn't. I. That's on me. Never heard of it. Rob, you should know about the Bone Woman. That sounds like something you should know about, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you gotta listen to find out. I don't know nothing about no Bone Woman. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Come back and check us out next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast.
Thank <laughs> you.